Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, and myself, LeVar Arrington. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. So apparently one team has discovered their quarterback of the future. We will get into that for you here coming up in just a couple of moments from now. It's two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever you are making us a part of your Thursday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We'll take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific right here on FSR. So uh, off and running here uh, hour two of the program uh so uh we are good uh and we are going to have uh albert breer uh, pop on uh, this hour he's going to discuss uh, yeah he's going to discuss uh, some of the uh you know the rumors out there uh regarding uh potential uh you know players on the move maybe quarterbacks who uh you know erase all their uh you know their team affiliations on their social media and things like that so did he report on his twitter that uh brady quinn was (laughs) Heading towards uh, Pittsburgh for a, a interview and a tryout. For I'm, not the team. Sure. Oh. I'm not sure. But, uh, I'm not sure. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you you're a better option than Mason Rudolph. Aren't you? Oh wow. <laughs> I mean, wow, wow, wow. Coming Shots in fired. hot. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. When did we get to a point? When did we get to a point where like, because obviously there's still Seattle stuff on his Instagram account, which. Kyler Murray's situation was a little more jarring because it went from being all this content to nothing. Like to three nothing. Pictures, three pictures <laughs> like, of him with Green Bay yeah. coaches. It was like that was a statement. The fact that, you know, Russell Wilson changes what's profile pick he on Twitter. His profile yeah. Pick. yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to change my profile pick. How about that? I'm, I'm gonna ch- just, we'll see what kind of stern reaction we'll get. I'm going to try to. Uh, I mean, I well, if you put head to Pittsburgh for a trial, I guarantee you that's going to go viral. No, no chance. Oh, I'm not putting on. that. Hold I mean, on. think about it though. Urban gets called to to the to the you know to go go coach. Coach Stoops gets called out of retirement to yeah. go coach. I mean, who would be the most logical next person on that panel of people to get called to go come from out of well, out of retirement? Re- Reggie, you, Brady? Reggie Bush got called no, by Wendy's. It wouldn't be Reggie. That is true. Yeah, it Wendy's. Be Reg. Cause, cause I don't know, Reg man. Reggie's was, in some great shape. I'll tell you. Yeah, that. but it, like, that dude is shredded. I know it, and and it looks good, and and I love little little baby bro Bush to death. You know I do, but it's a different game at that running back position. That's you know, true. That body looked good, but the minute somebody that's playing that game puts that body on you, it feels a little different. By it the looking different than the field. By the way, what was the uh, he got? What did he get like? 10 mil for that issue in St. Louis because of the Not turf? Issue. I mean, they needed more turf. And and so what happened? He suffered. Was that the end of his career? Well, Reggie's his knee, career? He, every once in a while, his knees, his knee be sore. Like yeah, but, he'd be walking like me. Some, you know, as bow-legged dudes, you know, we, we walk a certain type of way because it's sore. Your knees are sore. Well, listen, man. Wait, uh, wait. When you're bow-legged, you get more sore? Oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely, because your 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 weight isn't getting distributed evenly throughout your 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 leg and your knee. 
it like hits like on the outsides of of your legs. You know, it's just it's a weird little feeling. Well, I don't know what it would feel like to be straight legged or knock kneed. I would assume you get a lot of pressure and pain on the inside of your knees if you're a knock kneed person. Um, just assuming, though, you know, I'm not an ortho or anything like that. Wouldn't suspect or or put anything out there in writing saying that Ph.D. LeVar Arrington said that this is what it is. But, yeah, I mean. I mean, you feel knee knee issues on the, like your joint line. It, you bow legged. It, it feels like when you're bow legged, though, it's more difficult to tip you over. You know what I mean? Like uh, kind of I'm like sure a buoy. We have pretty good balance. <laughs> yeah, because I'm flat footed. Kind of like a buoy. You know, like a buoy. You yeah. can't tip a buoy yeah. over, like because yeah. uh, they're I they're bow legged. Like they're they're you know on the bottom. Like they've got I'm a little buying, bit of. Uh, I'm buying your logic. Hey. So, uh, you know, it's I'm real just idea, man. You, I'm I got you. Your logic. Yeah, I got you. Uh, all right. It you is. Know, Michael uh, Jordan was bow legged. You know, what is bow legged? How about that? Eight. Why does that, like, make it better? Yeah, because it's Michael Jordan. It's <laughs> a good point. It validates everything. But, like, people who, like, walk, walk duck footed now will be like, well, LeBron walks duck footed. I'm like, so <laughs> you're LeBron? Better. So you're LeBron now? Like I, I'm like, yes. are you trying to walk duck footed? Do you yeah, actually walk that way normally? I mean, oh, you want to know what's man. funny about that, Brady? When Do the Right Thing came out back in the '80s, and I was younger, I used to I used to walk pigeon toe, trying to walk like Spike Lee and do the right thing. Really? So it is a thing. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. Walk. That's what I'm saying. Thing. Like, yeah. but that in that case, I'm like, I don't. I don't think that's what you want to do. Like, I'll, I'll it put isn't it this what way. you want to do. The best athletes I've ever seen and played with were all pigeon-toed. Mm-hmm. Ed Reed had, was wickedly pigeon-toed. Yeah, he was wickedly And, and I always felt like, I mean, granted, he's a DB quarterback type thing, but everyone's like, who's the best player? Ed Reed. Like, Ed yeah. Reed was the one player that changed everything you did, how you played, the way he moved. But I used to watch because you'd see the back, you know, the, the uh, end zone copy of games. He was wickedly pigeon-toed. Yeah, he was. But, like, the best – like, the wide receivers who were pigeon-toed, they could always cut or juke really well. I mean, I just – I'm telling you, man, there's not enough uh, – Because not you're enough already pointing towards your cut. <laughs> exactly. You know – you know <laughs> where's he going? Look Whether at his toes. Whether you're going outside or inside, one of those feet, one of them foots is pointing where you're <laughs> – you're about to that go. Poor, that poor DB. Forward. That poor DB's got no shot. You just got to read your pigeon toe. Like, hold on. Which way his feet are pointing there, coach? But the other one was pointing there. Got cross-eyed. He was gone. Did you guys see the uh, when Belichick was talking about they were listing, like, the, the 100 greatest players in NFL history, and Belichick was most excited about Ed Reed and talked about how great Ed Reed was. And he talked about one of the plays that he made that he says one of the, he's one of the best plays he's ever seen in the history of football where Ed Reed pretended uh, he baited Peyton Manning into thinking that he was going to take uh, the middle of the field and then literally in the middle of the field turned back around back to the quarterback closed the gap and made an interception in the corner of the left side of the end zone and and Belichick says to this day that's one of the greatest plays I've ever seen by a defender like Bro, I watched him on the back side of a play all right we had shown this concept probably before because I think we were in a, a two-minute offense I watched him on the backside as a post safety run from the deep middle of the field to go pick a ball off on the sideline. Like it was an 18 to 20 yard out. <laughs> and you might say, you might say, well, that's not that impressive. Yeah, it is. Like it is unbelievable for a guy who's got the deep middle of the field to read the formation, know the personnel grouping, and then be able to get to, I believe it was our, our number two wide receiver in that three by one set 
who was running the deeper out, and he picked it off on the sideline. It was on. I remember thinking to myself, like, that's just, I mean, he's the guy. You literally would have to drop back and make sure you knew where he was every single play. He changed how you played the game. I remember one play where Shafi Fields in a Penn State game versus Miami caught a 70-some yard touchdown pass to win the game and ran away and or, and passed uh, Ed Reed in the game. And wow. We won that game. Hey, you know what? We are. We are Penn State. You better believe you know, it. So, yeah. Shouts out to my boy Shafi Fields for assassinating one of the goats of the game in, in a, in a big-time game. I, hey. I believe one of the last games in the Orange Bowl, actually. Um, I mean, assassination feels like, no. uh, you know, an inappropriate word at this time uh, when it comes oh, to Ed oh, Reed. I'm but sorry. Again, I'm, I'm just sorry. saying, you know, but again, uh, you know, we uh, are. Uh, uh, let's say in, in sports terms, it was a a smooth – a smooth um, – Operating a touchdown catching pass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll say that. Because hey, I wanted to say smooth criminal on it. Is this the smooth <laughs> criminal work? Yeah, it does, of course. You know, because, yeah. you know, we are arch rivals, by the way, you know, by, by historical versions of the whole Fiesta Bowl between, you know, the, the Desert Storm um, coming for war, Jerome Brown and Testaverde, uh, Miami Dolphins and Michael Irving and all I those mean, guys. Listen, when they, you know, they, they visited uh, the linebacker, you guys with Shane Collin and Trey Bauer and, you know, those those guys, Ray I, Isom, I, Kenny I, Jackson. I, you know, I feel like uh, Notre Dame might have more of a gripe being rivals with Miami with the Catholics versus convicts uh, T-shirts that were going around back yeah, that's in the day. The, now that's fair, too. You, that's you, a fair one. So imagine, Brady should be there with me. <laughs> you imagine, we won. We, we won against Miami just just so you know the blue blood won against uh you know Miami is that a is that a t-shirt that could be printed today uh, Catholics versus convicts you think how, how would that go over on social media Notre Dame versus Miami you think I think, I think it work? has but everyone's yeah, so sensitive works. they're like you know University of Miami is a strong academic institution it's <laughs> yeah. like oh, okay like uh, let's relax all right <laughs> we have a little fun here no you know, of it's course just, not it's catchy it's got the alliteration with Catholics <laughs> and cop like let's stop uh, Oh, All man. Right. Hmm. I mean, was, uh, how about PSU and ND versus Miami, a U of M? I, yeah. I, I like that one. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think we should double team them. You know what I mean? Oh, like, I'm yeah. A, I think we should. Right out of this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should sandwich the Hurricanes, make it a, an yeah. ND, PSU, uh, Miami Hurricane sandwich. Sounds yeah. uh, sounds scrumptious yeah. uh, for yeah. sure. Uh, definitely sounds uh, no scrumptious. No cheese. I guess. <laughs> Oh, no man. mayo. Well, let's hope not. Uh, all right. It just, is, just uh, <laughs> it is just two bird. pros and a cup of Joe here, Fox Sports Radio. Um, uh, quickly, before we uh, uh, before we get to break here, uh, what are you guys in or are you out on Bruce Arians saying that uh, Blaine Gabbert uh, you know, should get a real shot at being the quarterback in Tampa Bay? And his point was he's never played with a team this good. He's played with bad organizations throughout majority of his career, Jacksonville, San Francisco. Francisco at that time. Uh, by the way, uh, you know, Colin Kaepernick was benched for Blaine Gabbert. But again, I'm not trying to bring up old stuff. Uh, he, he's never played with this kind of talent. Are you guys in or out on Blaine Gabbert being the starter for uh, Tampa Bay? Because I'm Sounds 100% like most in. most pro players. Yeah, most I'm pro in. Most players play for bad teams and stuff. So, you know. I, I would love to see what he can do with them. I mean, I think when you see the guy in person throw and move and do all the stuff, like you see why he was drafted where he was initially. It's just to that point. I mean, he's one of those guys that, honestly, and I'm not trying to compare Trevor Lawrence as a prospect coming out it's a great to Blaine Gabbert, right? But they look they're, they're two players that went to a bad organization that could be 
you know, their career is greatly impacted by it. So I, I, I hope he gets a shot. I'd love to see what he can do. I think it's too late for him, personally. If you yeah, want to take the chance, go ahead, take the chance. But I think it's kind of late. Man. The, the problem is we just we make up our opinions so quick nowadays, and we, it's really hard to come back from that. It, it's almost impossible, honestly. Yeah. So, so it is what it is. It is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> one, of my boys, hey, one of my boys yeah. just sent me. He, he's clearly listening to the show. He just sent me a, a video of, of you throwing an interception to somebody against Miami, Brady. Who was this that 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 it's guy? It's Miami. Number I never two. played against Miami. Oh oh, Trajan Bandy. Trajan. Yeah, that All was right, my that bad. was after me. That was my bad. Um, my bad. That might have been Ian Book. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Hey, bud, if it's an HD, it ain't me. All right? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I played that right. long ago. Yeah, yeah Brady, coming to dis- our place. He, dis- he disrespects. Four years ago. You, you go back and try to watch guy. highlights. It's oh, all yeah, yeah, yeah. You're they like, got- where are the graphics at? Why can't I tell? Why are the, what, 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 what number is that guy? <laughs> is that, I can't that, 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 that 10 or 18? Coming out. <laughs> yeah. That was, yeah. you know, it's funny. Miami fans will bring that game up, and it's like, what about all the other times we played? How'd that work out for you? Wow. And they, and they fell apart that season, which is... Come get you some of this. Ooh. Hey, let me tell you something. You tried step to Brady Quinn during St. Paddy's Day season, you got a, you got a problem heading your way. All right? Ooh. With us. I got you, How man. about that? Yeah. Uh, all right. It is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Brought to you by Discover. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover, exceptionally common sense. All right, so... When will we have an answer on Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers? We're going to ask our NFL insider because it could set off several moves at the quarterback position. It's yours right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Coming up uh, bottom uh, later on in the hour, about 20 minutes from now, uh, there's a team uh, who may have identified uh, their quarterback of the future. Been talking a lot about that on this show, so we'll have that for you here 20 minutes from now. Right now, though, we go over uh, to the great Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. You can get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer, uh, who, uh, from our understanding, uh, we have got uh, insiders. Uh, You're not the only insider on this show. We do have reports coming out of Vermont, uh, Albert, that you are, uh, what did on a ski trip? Is that what's happening here, or what's going on? Yeah, yeah. So I'm in the car again. So uh, it's, and again, <laughs> it's to get away from the kids. Um, so you guys don't have all that noise in the background. And it's six degrees here right now. So we're gonna see how today goes. I don't know. I'm, the, the kids are supposed to be in ski school today, uh, and uh, we got early signs of rebellion. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> jeez, <laughs> it's six degrees, Albert. <laughs> I don't like. I, is that child abuse if I put them in school? <laughs> I mean, it's not good. <laughs> it's kind of cold. <laughs> That's kind of funny. You laughing it off, <laughs> Albert? Can I ask you a question? Uh, this is because I, I, we don't experience that sort of cold out here in Southern California. But I got to ask you a question: If you're in those temperatures, is beer even an option, or are you going straight hard alcohol, like on the rock stuff, because you don't want to deal with the chill from a cold beer can? It's a great question. No, I mean, like after you go ski, well, I mean, like it's not like when you're when you're outside, you're you're in, you have so many layers on, um, and if you're skiing in it, it actually like warms you up some. You do get warm, you know, up. like yeah. So and then you get in the car, and when you get in the car and you got all this gear on, now all of a sudden you're like sweating. 
know what I mean? Like, so it's like sort of like a weird situation that way. By the time you get back to wherever you're staying, a lot of times you actually do want to have a beer. Huh. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, there's. I, I would say I would say hard alcohol is usually. I would say in temperatures like this, usually the best way to go. But on a ski trip, it can kind of vary a little bit based on everything you do to make sure that you don't get hypothermia out there. How about that? There is. Well, thanks for coming on, Albert. Yeah, really, I, I mean, if you guys can tell, yeah, I mean, if you guys can tell, you might you have to really like skiing to be out in this stuff. Hey, Albert. Speaking of super cold conditions, the Aaron Rodgers saga continues to to be written. That you know, Gutenkunz comes out. I don't know if I said it correct. Uh, you did, yeah. I got it. All right. He he comes out and and has to say what he has to say. What was your interpretation of of what he had to say after? Uh, obviously, we heard from Aaron Rodgers the day before. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Packers are still being careful, you know. And I and I, I understand like that there was the whole thing about him saying, "Well, I didn't promise him that." Um, yeah, I think right now the Packers, again, are just I, I, like where they were last summer to some degree. I think they understand this is a delicate situation. Um, and, you know, like I, I also think he doesn't want to give up his negotiating position if he does wind up in a position where he, where he has to trade him. So, you know, I think it's sort of a tightrope that Brian Gutekunst has to walk there. But I, I will say this, like, and I think I said this to you guys last week, like, this is a, from, a, from a personal standpoint, from a relationship standpoint, is in a much better place than it was a year ago. Um, you know, like Gutekunst has, for the most part, I think, you know, mended his relationship with, with Aaron Rodgers, Mark Murphy, too. And those two guys were guys that, you know, he had a huge problem with last year. Those guys couldn't get a return phone call from him in January and February of last year. So they're in a much better place. And I think, you know, where this thing is right now is all the way around it's going to be sort of, professional decisions and you know for the Packers if he if Rodgers decides to stay then the professional decision becomes you know like what do we do to extend him how long do we want to extend him for what do we guarantee him uh, for Rodgers himself obviously the professional decision now is whether or not he believes the Packers can put the same type of team around him they put around him the last three years and then of course if he wants to be traded the, the, the professional decision for the, the Packers would be how do we how do we get the most for him? Um, because obviously he's going to have some say over where he wants to go to. Albert, I've got to follow up because we, we mentioned it earlier, just about with the Jordan Love situation and kind of how he plays into all of this. Does he not? Is it just, <clears throat> hey, this dude's been the MVP in back-to-back years. We didn't foresee that happening when we traded up the draft Jordan Love. Is it, do they try to move on from him? Do they somehow keep him on the roster? But They'd have to make a decision on his fifth-year option, and I'm not really sure yeah. how you can know much at this point. I mean, what happens to Jordan Love in this whole scenario? So I think there's like one of three things, you know. And the, the first one's the obvious one: if Rodgers isn't on the team next year because he's retired or is he's traded, well, then obviously Love's going to be the starter. Um, if Rodgers comes back in some sort of like last dance scenario where it's like I'm playing one more year, and that's that, which is sort of what this was supposed to be. Um, well, then you hold on to Love because you do have him under contract for 2023. It would lead to a tough decision on that fifth-year option, um, you know, because obviously, you know, if, if Rodgers is your starter next year, Love's still in the roster, you may not know a ton more about Love. Um, but I think you sort of deal with that as it comes um, because, you know, you want to have a backup plan on your roster and Love's got two years um, in your system. And then the third scenario 
which would be, I, I think, the most complicated one when it comes to Jordan Love, would be like, all right, like we're gonna we're gonna bring Rogers back and we're gonna extend him for two years. Right. So then it becomes, what do we like? What can we get back from him for him? Right. And I actually texted with a couple execs this morning, Brady, who said to me, one said they, they would they they think the market for him would be a third round pick. The wow. next one said that he thought the market would be a fourth round pick. So if that's true, and I don't know that there isn't a team out there that might get more than that, but if that's true, I mean, keeping Jordan Love around as an insurance policy might be more valuable than a third third or fourth round pick to you. So I think it's complicated because his value is sort of in a weird place right now. What I find interesting about his value is if he was in this quarterback draft class, though, he'd be viewed a lot more favorably. I I don't know that I'd put him above Kenny Pickett because of the year he had. But I'd put him right up there next to Malik Willis and, and next to Matt Corral. Yeah, and part of that, part of the issue with his value, then Brady, though, is where you are in his contract. If you draft Malik Willis or Matt Corral, you have him under contract for four sure, years. Sure. If you trade for Jordan Love, then you know you got him under contract for this year, and then you got to make a decision on a fifth-year option. Oh, by the way, the fifth-year option is fully guaranteed. You know, right. so I, I do think that there's that that piece of it where it's. You know, you'd be bringing him in. If you're taking a flyer on him, that's one thing. If you're giving up a two or a one to get him, well, that's a pretty significant commitment for a guy who's not under contract for very much longer. Uh, Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer. Albert, is there a um, – because we've talked a lot about the usual suspects as far as the quarterbacks that could be on the move this offseason. Russell Wilson's been brought up, the Deshaun Watson situation, Rodgers, obviously, et cetera, et cetera. Is there and maybe an under-the-radar quarterback move that isn't getting a lot of attention that you think we should be paying attention to based on some things that you've heard from people around the league? You know, I've been uh, I've been asked that question by a few people, Jonas. I, I, it's hard because we talk <laughs> about this you. stuff constantly. So, like, would it be Kyler then? I guess you know what I mean. Like, I like Kyler's the one where you know you look at him and it's like, is he willing to like sort of hit the nuclear button if they don't want to give him a contract? Um, other than that, I mean. I, I don't know where it would be. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo's the obvious one, like on the next tier, who's going to be moved. I think Kirk Cousins sticks in Minnesota. I think Derek Carr sticks in Vegas. You know, I mean, with Detroit, listen, if you called about Jared Goff, maybe that's not a seismic move. I'm just not sure where that next big quarterback domino would fall. It's just because we've talked about all this stuff so much over the last year. I, I feel like everything's sort of been covered. So, I mean, Kyler would be the one where, you know, if if things get really bad, like, would he press the nuclear button? But then with him, is the nuclear button asking for a trade or is the nuclear button going and playing for the Oakland Athletics? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I, I, I don't know. There's a whole lot of territory that we haven't covered already here. A.B., let's go to Pittsburgh. Uh, they bring in Brian Flores. I was one that, that went on record and said that I think it would be difficult, if not impossible, to get employment at, at the NFL at this point in time if you're Brian Flores. He ends up in Pittsburgh. You look at the Pittsburgh situation, it's a team that needs to improve uh, on both sides of the ball and yep. and could be a very pivotal moment in, in Mike Tomlin's career and for the franchise in general, losing Ben to retirement, trying to figure out what they're going to do with the quarterback situation. 
it just seemed like an interesting time to make that type of hire with what's been connected or what's now connected to Brian Flores. What has been in, in the media circles, in your circles, what has been the dialogue in terms of how that's being received? You know, I, I had a couple of people I talked to in the league, uh, Levada, think it's a phenomenal hire. Um, people that know uh, Flo, um, you know, feel like he's going to be able to bring a couple different things to the table for, for, for Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh. Number one is talent development. Um, and it's not just talent development with younger players. It's talent development with everybody. And if you look at the guys he worked with as a position coach in New England, um, you know, guys like Dante Hightower and Kyle Van Noy, he got them as old players, got the most out of them. Um, you know, when he was a safeties coach, he helped convert Devin McCourty from corner to safety. He helped resurrect Patrick Chung's career. He helped develop Theron Harmon. So he's got like a good, good amount of good history at, 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 at multiple positions, developing talent. And so this could be good for younger guys on Pittsburgh's roster. Could also be good for a guy like Minka Fitzpatrick, who Brian Flores gave up on two years ago and knows pretty well. Could be good for, you know, a T.J. Watt or a Devin Bush. Like, I think anybody can benefit from, from, from Flo uh, based on, like, his track record when he was just a defensive coach. You know, and then the second thing is what he's going to be able to bring in from an idea standpoint. And that's what's so interesting about the spot that Pittsburgh's in. You know, what they've always been uh, defensively, and you guys know this, is the sort of defense that dictates terms to you, right? Like, and we do what we do, and we're going to make the offense deal with it. Well, Flores comes from a very different background than that. You know, his background in New England is, you know, being part of defenses that morph from week to week based on what the opponent's doing, like a true game plan type of team. And so I, I think, like, the, the, the infusion of new ideas is part of it, too. And I think that, you know, Mike Tomlin's going to be getting that from Terrell Austin, too, whose background's in Baltimore. So, you know, I think in a lot of different ways, you know, you're seeing Mike Tomlin being open-minded with some of these hires, beyond just, like, the obvious, the lawsuit and everything else. Like, you're seeing, like, where he's looking to bring new ideas in the building, he's looking to bring in guys who he thinks can enhance his players. Now, as for the lawsuit part of it, I, I you know, just, if there was going to be a team that was going to step up and do this, it was going to be the Steelers. You know, the Roonies have obviously been at the forefront for, of all of this for a long, long time. Um, and I think they believe that it's the right thing to do. And I think Mike Tomlin believes it's the right thing to do to give a really good coach an opportunity in a situation like this. Uh, Albert Breer joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. It is uh, two pros and a cup of joe here on FSR. I did want to ask you uh, quickly because I saw you make mention of it on your social media. Um, what was the, one of the first two thoughts that came to mind when you saw Jawan Howard throw a punch, uh, being uh, being an Ohio State alum as you are, <laughs> when you saw Jawan Howard of Michigan throw a punch at an assistant coach for Wisconsin? What was one of the first two thoughts that came to your mind, being an Ohio State alum? <laughs> Well, Woody Hayes is off the yeah. hook. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's amazing is how many people thought I was serious about that. Like, uh, the amount of people on Twitter, and I should have known it was coming, but the amount of people on Twitter that got so upset that thought I was dead serious when I said that. It's just freaking incredible. Well, I'm telling you, man, you can't be a comedian on Twitter. Like, no one has I a mean, sense of humor. Everyone's sensitive. It's awful. Cynical I mean, I, uh, I, I, I feel like they should have, like, the, 
Maybe we should have like a Comic Sans like font, like where people will know you're being sarcastic. I don't know, but then that would take away from some of the classic responses you get from those people who do think you're being serious with stuff like that. Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. Uh, again, get him on Twitter at Albert Breer. Albert, yeah, we always appreciate it, um, and uh, <laughs> and uh, have fun uh, skiing. Uh, stay warm, and uh, we'll do it again next week. Uh, Good luck, kids. Uh, There it is. uh, (laughs) Albert Breer, uh, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB, joining us here uh, on Fox Sports Radio. So there's that scheme. I mean, I just hope they don't have an issue like – that Olympic skier had. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, That's that's what I get concerned by. I didn't think that was was possible until Mm. that article came out. Mm. Now I'm really concerned for pretty much anyone out there right now that's in single-digit, negative-degree weather, like, mm. bundle up, man. It's Bundle it, up. It's it cold out there. If you yeah. get, here's it's a, cold. In here's what streets. I don't understand. If you live in cold weather, wouldn't you want to get to warm weather? Why would you want to go somewhere to be in more cold weather? You know what I mean? Like, wouldn't you want to go to, like, uh, I don't know. Why didn't you Florida? ask Albert that? I don't well, I just, you know, I wanted to keep the, uh, the interview professional. I mean, you can't ski, obviously, at least not snow ski in warm weather, but you can't water ski. Yeah, I mean, well, there's that, which is fun, by the way. You ever been That's on one a, of those it's a, tubes? It's a, you, you know, it, it would probably have to be a matter of convenience. Like, I don't think somebody would leave from Vermont to go to Colorado. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know that that would happen. I think if if you're going to somewhere that's cold, like when, when I was growing up in Pittsburgh, we went to Hidden Valley or to Seven Springs. It was more of a matter of convenience than it than more than anything else. Mm. You know what I mean? Like if you're going somewhere, it's like you're not going to an amusement park when it's freezing and it's snow out. So what what's the next best thing? Yeah. Like you go, you know. For me, it was snow tubing. I did, I did actually ski at one point when when I got to high school. When you know, but eh. I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't dare think that somebody would leave a cold environment to go fly or take a vacation to a colder or a cold environment. But that, eh. that, that's just me. I could be wrong. Look, uh, not I all of us, wrong. not all of us are ski to lap. Our executive producer, who goes on a random ski trips in the middle of the week uh, in Southern California, you got another one of those planned, Lee, or no? We What's just got on? dumped on yesterday. Yeah, some uh, fresh, fresh powder. Yeah, what about some fresh, yeah, what about, some fresh <laughs> powder? Yeah, yeah what, what about the snow? Yeah, it sounds like Miami in the eighties. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. Dumped yeah. on it. What, yeah, what about the snow there? Yeah. <laughs> uh, unbelievable. Oh, uh, little uh, ski. Little uh, uh, yeah, uh, well, narcotics humor here for uh, morning drive that's always fun uh, all right uh, coming up next here on fox sports radio uh, there's a team in the nfl uh, who if they land one position player could change the outcome of an entire division we'll tell you who that is right here fox sports radio be sure to catch live editions of two pros in a cup of joe with brady quinn lavar errington and jonas knox weekdays at 6 a.m eastern 3 a.m pacific I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Rice or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
two pros and a cup of Joe here. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here, FSR. Coming up uh, top of next hour, about 15 minutes from now, uh, somebody has, um, I don't want to say that they've uh, brought in another situation on their franchise with a star player into, um, you know, a little bit of a touchy subject, but we will get into that here because there is uh, some moving pieces for one organization that is sort of in flux right now. Uh, so we'll get to that top of next hour here, Fox Sports Radio. Before we get to this um, uh, story about uh, a potential sleeper in one division in the uh, NFC, do want to let you know we are brought to you by Discover. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company, and that's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. So uh, Ron Rivera um, has uh, spoken up about the situation at quarterback for the uh, Washington. Are we going commandos moving forward? Are we just Is that just going to be our thing? I, I, I think like, we should always like go it. commandos. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's natural. I, don't even, yeah. I didn't even know that it was a debate. Yeah. Uh, All right. Commandos is like kind of natural. Again, yeah. people get sensitive to this I stuff. I mean, so. is this a, an offense that could be greeted with – Upper well, management coming to us I, and saying that I, you have to call them no. properly. Well, I, I don't think we should be flopping around about it. I think whatever we decide, we should make sure that we kind of stay in one place. Yeah. We should be flip flopping side to side. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, no, I yeah. hear you. Yeah. Like, because uh, it, there's a lot. It's hard to keep track of this stuff. You got to really juggle some of this stuff. Um, uh, when you uh, keep track of uh, people that get outraged by certain yeah, situations. I mean, I, look, when, when, when we come to issues like this, it becomes very revealing. You know, sometimes it might be hard to see, but you can kind of see the outline of what we're trying to say. Yeah. Mm. This is an instance where I think commandos is, is the way to go. Yeah. So let's just stick with it. Yeah. I, I One you. thing's for certain, there won't be people waiting outside the hotel anymore protesting and looking <laughs> at them as if, you know, could you give us a little bit of, of respect here? Yeah. You know, okay. like, well... <laughs> You know, can you go in a different direction? Yeah, a I, I don't point. think you'll have yeah. that taking place that, that anymore. Is a good so, point. Yeah. I mean, you know, at least guys won't have to sit on the buses extra long. You know, while uh, the crowds are uh, made made uh, contained before you you get off the bus. So. Yeah, it's uh, you know, so that's a weird feeling. You know, uh, it's just like you feel conflicted. Like, it, it is. Yeah, yeah. it definitely is. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, the speaking of which, the Commandos uh, of Washington, formerly the Washington Football Team, and formerly before that, a name that we can't say off the, on the air because we'll get uh, dumped again and we've reached our max for the week god knows that um they have uh they've said that uh you know they are looking at the quarterback market they feel like uh you know they've got a lot to offer uh, a potential uh, free agent or trade possibly at the quarterback position uh which if you start looking around not the worst situation in the world to be at, which I would throw this at you guys. Um, if they fix that one position in Washington, based on whatever the hell the Dallas Cowboys are going to do, the Giants are kind of in a little bit of a let's figure it out. I don't know that anybody thinks or, or expects Philly to be able to replicate what they did last year. Washington is a plus 500, five to one underdog to win the division next year. Am I crazy to think if they fix the quarterback position that there is some value in Washington maybe being a surprise team in that division next season? I mean, LeVar, you want to talk about the commandos here, LeVar? Come on, Mr. Commando. I generally like to defer and let you go first, Brady. I like to hear what you have to say before I chime in. Can I take this in a little bit different direction? Sure. Get LeVar's actual thoughts on this. 
Um, did you guys see that they pulled about a thousand people in the DC area about the name, and apparently it came back that they just like the Washington football team better. <laughs> Which, so all this effort, all this time spent, and they're like, yeah, I, I probably should I, I just agree. kept the Washington football team. I agree. Yeah, they're right. Uh, that's accurate. That's an accurate poll. Uh, the Commanders is a weird name. Uh, it just doesn't, uh, you know. I'm weird. Hey, but uh, you know, any again. Anyway, um, but, but let's go I, to I'm the quarterback. You. Let's I'm with you. I think if you get, I mean, I don't, I don't know who they'd get, but if you did get a veteran guy, because, well, let me take a step back. It would be hard for the Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilsons, and and Deshaun Watson to look at the situation with ownership and think that that's not going to play a factor on the operations of the team, or that's not always going to be surrounding you. You know, it, it sounds crazy to say but you know maybe if you're Deshaun Watson and that was a potential destination I don't I don't know which would be the biggest story and 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 maybe he looks at it and he says look I just want to get out of Houston if that place is you know willing to take me in with all the things going on which seems impossible like that wouldn't even be a destination you know that might be there might be a thought there that he'd he'd say okay I'll take anywhere that would take me on given my legal situation but you would think it'd be impossible for Washington to want to get it you know, into that whole deal, considering what's being he's being accused of, so it eliminates him. But any other veteran guy, if they want to have success, I just think they look at the history and track record with Dan Snyder. They look at what's going on off the field, and and you immediately cross it off the list, right? I mean, am I wrong in assuming that? I'll, I'll, I'll say this: this is actually the first time that they're in the best position to improve this team, and it's because Dan Snyder is not in the place to mess it up. Like, this is the first time, like, in terms of, you know, the people who are in the front office, for everything I've heard, you know, from Jason Wright on down, that the leadership, even with Ron, Ron Rivera, has been has been a game changer. And, and it's probably because for the first time, Daniel Snyder is not in position to dictate to the people who are making decisions. He actually has to watch from afar and and see what's taking place. It's probably the best thing that's ever happened to this this organization. And and so to me, this would be the one time that it made the most sense to go after a franchise um, level quarterback and try to bring him in there um, for the simple fact that this team is now definitively going in a different direction um, at the right place. They're going in a different direction from the leadership um, standpoint from up top heading on down low. And and so to me, I I don't know if a free agent quarterback is going to look at it from that deep of a a scope, but if they are, I think they they are in a a pretty advantageous opportunity if they were to go there now. What about Jimmy Garoppolo? Jimmy Garoppolo on the Washington, um, the Commandos, whatever we want to call him. Jimmy Garoppolo. See, I there. don't look at him as a franchise quarterback. Though. I don't know, man. Like he's won everywhere he's gone. If if he sure. if he stays healthy, there's talent there. It's not, not the worst not a setup in the world. Quarterback, All right. Well, listen. I think that's a disrespect because he went on a date with a, he went on a date with a porn star. Well, uh, so I, mean, that's I what would this make is about. him a franchise quarterback because of that. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 